Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World Podcast. If you're only enjoying your day, sweet, if not, what the hell ever. Time to keep trying to plow through the shows. We only got a couple months left of this series to finally cover, because seeing this to the end. March 2nd, 2013, episode of Saturday Morning Slam. So we got the show opening with a supposed announcement that we're going to get a general manager being revealed at some point for the show that'll be chosen by Booker T. So somebody's going to be running Saturday Morning Slam. But I have to question, why would you need someone to have the authority to over a non-chaotic TVG-rated show? Because apparently they were showing backstage footage like, oh, people are knocking stuff over, they're pissed off. But that, what does that have to do with Saturday Morning Slam? One of those clips was when freaking Sheamus bro-kicked the camera and everything, and that was on a completely different show when he was doing the whole feud with, like, Alberto Del Rio and if the bro-kick should happen. I mean, like, what? Again, why would you need somebody running the show? It's the equivalent of when Stevie Richards considered himself to be the general manager of Sunday Night Heat back in the day. There's no power. Oh, like, we're we're gonna have these match for these fans and all this nonsense. It's, uh, it's just weird. And then we're also getting Justin Gabriel versus Antonio Cesaro for the main event. whoop de doo Well, <laughs> excuse me. So, the opening contest, we have Damian Sandow versus Zack Ryder. Sando is cutting a promo yet again during his entrance, essentially claiming that he'd be the best choice to run this show. And his tag partner, Cody Rhodes, facial hair and all, is at commentary with Josh Matthews this week. But then Ryder comes down, and he's cutting a promo, saying, No, you run this show, you're going to kill the fun for everybody, I'll bring the party every Saturday morning by being the quote-unquote head broski in charge. And he was bringing up a factoid at one point, he was like temporarily the GM of SmackDown, which... I don't remember that happening unless my memory's getting foggy. I know it's been over a decade. But it's just... Uh, I know he was like Teddy Long's assistant over on SmackDown. I don't remember him really running the show. It's like, hey, I've got the experience, bro, and all that nonsense. So finally we get to the match. Ryder, he stops short of a leapfrog by standing down and gets a jackknife roll-up on him early on. And then that goes to commercial already. Not much action right there. So you get back from the break and Sandow drops Ryder with an apron suplex into the ring. I like that. And he gets a side rushing leg sweep, and the camera misses when he's doing that whole swing elbow drop. Like, yay, swing, swing, wee, elbow. And we get the camera cut treatment already. I mean, it's not like with that one time where he was waving his hand around and acting up flipping the bird right away before swinging around and dropping his elbow. I know he's done that before. So, Ryder, he gets out of an arm bar because that seems to be an essential thing to do on Saturday Morning Slam. You can't go with the head or the neck. We don't want to go for the leg or the torso that often. Let's just go for the arm. So he gets out of an arm bar, flapjack on standout because the camera cut treatment again. Missile drop kick, corner, corner forearm gets missed because at least I can defend this camera cut because that's when you show Cody Rhodes jumping up from the commentary table because he knows the broski boot is coming. Ryder gets distracted by Rhodes so the broski boot doesn't happen and Sandow gets that O'Connor roll with the tights to win. So it didn't take a whole lot of action and Ryder already loses. Well, we get back from the break, and backstage, Damian Sandow is talking to Booker T. And for some reason, I got in my notes saying Booker 2, rather than Booker T, to please case. So he's like, hey, I won the match. I am intellectually superior. I should run this show. Well, then Zack Ryder comes in saying that after that match, it's bullshit because you cheated to win. Then you also get Dolph Ziggler, AJ Lee, and Big E Langston coming in, back when Big E had last name, saying, hey... Ziggler and AJ should be co-general managers. And Natalia's like, I agree that there should be a woman running the show, but it should be me. No, please no. Then you have R-Truth coming out saying that he should be running the show because he's already wearing a suit for the occasion. 
Then it, but we get an intrusion by Daniel Bryan. He's screaming that, no, buddy, should be the general manager of the show. Only the Dazzler should be in charge. And he starts doing yes chants. Again, I need clarification. What does it mean to be the Dazzler? We went over this, I don't know how long ago, when he was on commentary saying that, oh, my new nickname is, I am the Dazzler. What does that mean? I don't get it. What's so special that makes that, like, a fitting name for you? Please, like, clarify that with me. So, it's just, like, chaotic. I thought it meant we were going to get an announcement, like, who's going to be the general manager, but I guess not. Then you get the Saturday morning spotlight focusing on Antonio Cesaro, who was the United States champion at the time of this episode. And I give props to them. They showed how strong he is by showing the time he did the neutralizer finisher to the Great Khali, which I think was, like, on main event or something. So it's like, yeah, good job. So then you get the main event. Antonio Cesaro, Justin Gabriel, non-title match. And again, you go with the arm works and everything, because Gabriel, he gets out of an arm bar by flipping around and gets an arm drag, but Cesaro stops a second one by getting another arm bar in. So then Gabriel, he's trying to mount a bit of offense. He does like that backflip off Cesaro's neck. I remember like Shawn Michaels did at WrestleMania 10 when he did it to Razor. But you get the camera cut treatment there, because I guess he probably botched the landing or something. So, I mean, yeah, I got it cover up that stuff, forget about different camera angles and shit. Two rolls by Justin Gabriel of different kinds don't work, and whatever Cesaro did next to cut off, like, or Gabriel's momentum, get the camera cut treatment again, I think he hit him in the gut, so now we can't show the gut. But we can show freaking Seamus trying to shove his boot right up Michael McGillicuddy's ass at one point. And Gabriel, he even nails a second rope diving Hurricane Rana and a corkscrew plancha to the outside as we got a commercial. Then we get this little odd piece. We get a promo, like, back for when we come back from break, about people wanting to run the show as the show resumes, and we're getting, like, those footage saying, hey, everything's in chaos. We need somebody to control this G-rated show. But again, like I said, that Sheamus footage from before wasn't even anything to do with Saturday night, or Saturday morning slam. I was about to say Saturday night main event. That would have been a hell of a lot easier, better than this. And you see some chaos from, like, that I didn't see before. Like, oh, people are throwing stuff. They're pissed. Like, I never saw this, and it turns out we're waiting until next week to find out. God. Again, why do we need this? This show's not in that much of a state of disarray to the point where somebody needs to run this show. So we get back from break. Gabriel, he dives through, like, over the top from the apron for a sunset flip, and Cesaro, he's ferociously avoiding roll-up like that, oh, uh, arm, like, stick that you get from OSW Review. And he completely successfully, after what feels like at least 10 seconds of, like, flailing his arms around, avoids getting rolled up and gets a be overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex on Gabriel. Thank you for that. Delayed gut rush suplex by Cesaro gets another near fall on Gabriel. And Cesaro, he locks in that Canadian backbreaker submission hold, you know, where it's like... It looks like he's setting up for Farouk's Dominator, but instead of slamming him down, he just still keeps him over his shoulder and then locks in, like, through his torso and everything. Gabriel gets out of it and he nails a bulldog... Which doesn't get the camera cut treatment. So y'all are picky there with your editing there, WWE. Leg sweep, standing moonsault combo by Gabriel. Corner splash or clothesline or whatever forearm move he was doing. Changed the camera angle there. And he gets a head scissors to send Cesaro to the outside of the ring. Gets on the apron. Does a weak drop kick to send Cesaro away, who's trying to trip him up. And he gets a top rope springboard moonsault to Cesaro on the outside. Good one there. Both men back in the ring. Springboard cross by by Gabriel. Goes to the top rope to go for the 450, but Cesaro rushes it, so Cesaro, or Gabriel has to jump away to avoid getting hit. European uppercut, 
to, to Gabriel, gets the camera cut treatment again, neutralizer, and Cesaro wins to close off this show. And then we still get another reminder saying, hey, tune in next week because of this advertisement for Saturday Morning Slam at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the CW Vortex Show. And we're going to see who's going to run this G-rated show because we, oh, we really need it. It's not like, it. it's almost like this show is too much to handle. It's like we're seeing the ring game torn apart like we did when the Nexus debuted in 2010. Oh my god, what do we do? So yeah, next week, ugh, I can't remember when in my notes I'm doing the next Saturday Morning Slam review. It's probably going to be a couple weeks. But fine, we're going to see who the hell is going to be running the show. And we know it's not going to last long because the show's only got a couple more months left of runtime before the show gets canceled after just one season because it sucks. Anyway, so yeah. I was not impressed. I liked the main event of Cesaro versus Antonio Cesaro, back when he had a first name. I liked Antonio Cesaro versus Justin Gabriel. Sano versus Ryder just felt like a lazy attempt just to kill time because there wasn't much action to remember. So, in, like, in some of the backstage stuff, it was okay at some little moments. But otherwise, it was, that was just the most chaotic thing. Oh, everybody's in a room and they're screaming at each other. Oh yeah, that's chaotic. Nothing's getting destroyed, though, but everybody's yelling, oh, we gotta have somebody, like, stop all this shit. We would barely get any backstage segments, in, like, in the first place and during the show. I mentioned, like, last time that they were, they were doing barely anything of any variation outside of just, hey, here's a match, sorry, morning spotlight, here's another match, end of show. So where's been this chaos? Please. Just explain that to me, WWE, but we're not gonna get it. So anyway, let me know y'all in the comment section below. What'd you think about this episode of Saturday Morning Slam? I gotta go back to my notes at some point because I gotta remember when the show... I finally stopped watching this show so I can get on to the next project because this show's killing my brain cells. Right. So anyway, let me know if you in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to leave a like, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for watching, folks. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out and good day, everybody. Or thanks for listening.